Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 29th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 45 because it's the only section that we have this week <laughs> and because there is a ton more doctrine in here. As I was studying yesterday and as I was continuing to ponder on the things that we studied yesterday, I had a thought come to my mind that I think was really important. However, I think I need to preface this thought with, I hope it makes sense to everyone else, and I hope that it is as impactful for everyone else as it was for me. Yesterday, we talked about how the Savior was giving the people these signs of the second coming, talking about what's going to happen at his second coming. We also talked about how the things that are said here are very similar to the sermon that he gave on the Mount of Olives that's found in Matthew chapters 24 and part of 25, very similar to the Joseph Smith Matthew. And as I began to ponder that, I began to think about, again, the reason why signs are given, the reason why the Savior wanted us to have signs and wanted us to understand these things. And it made me go back to the quote by President Hinckley that I shared a couple days ago. That quote said, how do we prepare for the second coming? Well, you just do not worry about it. You just live the kind of life that if the second coming were to be tomorrow, you would be ready. Nobody knows when it is going to happen. No one knows when the Savior is coming, not even the angels in heaven. Our responsibility is to prepare ourselves to live worthy of the association of the Savior, to deport ourselves in such a way that we would not be embarrassed if he were to come among us. That is a challenge in this day and age. So these signs are given, these teachings were given both to the saints and to the early disciples in Matthew chapter 24 and 25, so that we could prepare. We could prepare for the second coming by living worthy of the association of the Savior. Now, as I was considering these signs, as I was thinking on the things that the Savior is teaching here in section 45 and comparing it to what he teaches in Matthew chapter 24, I think it's important to recognize that section 25 is given right after. It's the same speech. It's the same group of people. It's still part of the Sermon on the Mount of Olives. And I think as we combine these two thoughts, it really helps us see how to do what President Hinckley was talking about. How do we prepare for the second coming? How do we live in a way so that we are worthy of the association of the Savior? Again, Matthew 24 talks about all these different signs. Matthew 25 gives the parable of the 10 virgins, talks about all this preparation. But then something really important is taught when it comes to this idea of preparing. In verse 32 of Matthew chapter 25, it says, And before him, meaning before the Son of Man, before the Savior, shall be gathered all nations. So he's going to gather everyone. And then it says, And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from his goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So essentially, he's going to have everyone in front of him. He's going to gather everyone. And then he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. The sheep's on the right hand, the goats on the left. Now, as we're considering how we can prepare for the second coming, as we're considering how we can prepare to be worthy of the association of the Savior, let's consider what he teaches next. 
These next verses explain how he is going to separate the sheep from the goats. What is going to determine if you're on the right hand or the left hand of the Savior? He says, For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then he shall also say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devils and his angels. And then he goes on to say, Because I was hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat. I was thirsty and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was in need and you didn't minister. My friends, as we seek to understand how to prepare for the Savior, how to be worthy of his association, let's keep in mind what he taught after the signs of the second coming. He taught preparation, and then he explained exactly who would be prepared to meet him, who would be prepared to be on his right hand. It wasn't those who had enough food storage. Although that's important and it's part of obedience because we've been asked to do it, those at his right hand weren't those who had enough wheat stored. Those who ended up at his right hand were those who lived a consecrated life of service. Those who ministered and loved other people the way he loves them. In the church, we have programs, lots of programs. We have ministering, we have the young men, young women's, the Relief Society, the Elder Storm. We have all these programs put into place so that we can take care of people. But I think oftentimes, sometimes we get so focused on the program and doing things in the exact right way, X, Y, and Z, that we tend to place programs over people. Let's not forget the programs weren't given to us for the program's sake. The programs were given to us for people's sake. They're only a way to organize us so that we can take care of the needs of those around us. Because by doing that, by ministering, by loving, by reaching out and serving people, that is how we prepare ourselves to meet the Savior again. Now, I want to make something super clear. We don't qualify to be in the Savior's presence because we've checked things off a list. By visiting X number amount of people, by taking X amount of meals into people, this is not a checklist. And if we approach it as such, it's not going to serve the purpose that we're hoping for. We serve and we reach out and we bless and minister and love people out of love for our Father in heaven and out of love for other people. However, the byproduct of that, the byproduct of our serving because of love is a change of heart. Elder Uchtdorf once said, As we extend our hands and hearts towards others in Christ-like love, something wonderful happens to us. Our own spirits become healed, more refined, and stronger. We become happier, more peaceful, and more receptive to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. My friends, as we extend our hands and hearts towards others, not out of checklist or not out of duty or not out of obligation, but in Christ-like love, we become changed. 
and we become more like the Savior, happier, more peaceful, stronger, and more receptive to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit. Do you see now why these parables were given right after the signs of his second coming? He teaches all about the signs. He explains that we have to prepare, and then he explains why. We prepare for the second coming. We prepare to be in his presence so that we will be counted among those worthy to be on his right hand. Not because we've checked things off a list, but because we've learned to love the way that he loves. We've learned to think the way that he thinks, to give the way he gives, to teach the way he teaches, and to heal the way he heals. It's by doing those things that our hearts are changed. Brigham Young once said, go on until we are perfect, loving our neighbors more than we love ourselves. My friends, we're not perfect right now. At least I'm sure not. My heart's not where it needs to be. I don't always serve with the perfect attitude or for the perfect reasons, but I continue to serve as best as I can and when I can and where I can. And even though we are not perfect, we just continue going. We just continue loving because it's my testimony that as we do, as we continue on in service and in love, our hearts are changed. Piece by piece, little by little, we become more like the master. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.